Good afternoon. Woo! I think you can hear me loud and clear. How's everybody doing today? Are you, did you come with expectation? Today is going to be amazing. I could hardly sleep last night. Honestly, I've had a hard time sleeping all week. Not because I'm not at peace, because I just have been feeling the presence of the Lord and his glory so much in my life that I don't even want to sleep. I just want to bask in it. Amen? Amen. Today in prayer and tonight is going to be amazing. God is going to change lives. People are going to leave different than they came. I am so excited for today. Lord, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for this afternoon. I thank you for this evening. Lord, I thank you that your presence is already in this place. I thank you that you are already moving in the midst of your people. I thank you that people come in expectation, that people come with hearts that are hungry, tender, and responsive to your word and to, to your direction, Lord. I thank you that people are going to have life-changing moments with you, whether that be through hearing the word, whether that's at the altar, whether it's just sitting in their seats and you moving on their hearts. I thank you, Lord, that they are going to leave different. I thank you that they are going to be on fire for you, that they are going to have a heart to, to just passionately read your word and to live out what your word says, Father God. Lord, I just thank you that today as we be still and we know you, that you would just come in like a flood, that we would be able to feel feel you just even tangibly in the room, Father God. I thank you that your peace would just pervade this place. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you are good. I thank you that you are holy. I thank you that we can't be in your presence and stay the same. It's impossible. To be in your presence means to change. To be in your presence means to become more like you. Today, we want to become more like you. Show us those areas inside of us, not in our neighbor, not in our spouse, not in our kids, not in everybody else. Show us in us. Where do we need to change, Jesus? Show us, Lord. Show us. Everybody has that area. We come in humility. We come asking you to show us the things that we've not seen yet before. Show us those areas that maybe we've been afraid to give to you. I thank you, Lord, for the verse that says to let Christ richly dwell and make his home in your heart. Lord, we make you home in our heart. We want you. We want you in every area, not just, you know, at the front door knocking, but we want to give you access into the fridge, and we want you to sit on the couch, and we want you to stay. We want you to dwell with us. We don't want to hold off rooms from you. We want to give you access to every part of our lives, Lord. So today we do that, and we ask you, Jesus, just, just to show us clearly. Search us and know us. Try us, Lord. I thank you that you are a good and a holy God, and we just praise you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you. Thank you for this day. I find myself walking in here today uh, sad uh, that this is our last noonday prayer. I mean, it's... Uh, it's, it's right for it to be the last day, but I'm like, oh, Lord, this is, I'm going to miss this. This has been good, so good. So um, let's uh, turn, let's go to the same scriptures, talking about being still and knowing all week. And uh, let's just read those real quick, and then I want to 
kind of jump topics, but it's the same topic. Let's go to uh, Psalms. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 46.10. Man, this week has been so awesome. You know, that's what happens when you give yourself to the Lord. We as a church decided that we were going to give ourselves to the Lord. And in the process, uh, the Lord responds. He responds. The things that have been happening have been so uh, beautiful and even miraculous. Um, I've had multiple reports this week of just supernatural stuff that's occurred. I mean, supernatural stuff that's occurred. And uh, it's just awesome. So if we look at this, we've been talking all week about the importance of being still and knowing. Now, we talked about the importance. We talked about how to do it. Uh, We talked about a lot of details of being still uh, before God. But one of the, you know, I'm not going to rehash all of that. Just understand that if you didn't see it, you probably should go back and watch every one from this week because in being still, in being in the presence of God, in that moment, in those moments is where our solutions come. In there, that is where we find life overflowing, which that means it's the answer to what to do in your business. It's the answer in how to restore your family. Uh, In him is the life, right? In him we live and move and have our being. But we don't get in him by being so busy with the world's life that we never spend time in him. Uh, that's not how it works. Spiritually, we spend time with him, and then all of a sudden, in him, we have that life, right? Uh, we have uh, Every answer that we need is supernatural. Uh, every answer that we need is supernatural. Uh, I want to find something real quick. I want to read this. I mentioned this the other day. Let's see if I can find it quickly here. There have been so many posts this week. It's probably buried on down here a little bit, but see if I can find it. Pastor E.A. Ataboye is in Nigeria. And, uh, you know, this is a third world country in Nigeria, and yet he's the one whose uh, church is 1.3 miles long. I've seen pictures of it where the glory of God, is, there's a cloud in it, but it's not the glory of God. It's the atmosphere because it's such a big place. It's the atmosphere uh, in the building. The building has its own atmosphere because it's that big. It's just beautiful. Let's see here. Man, I told you it was down. I didn't realize how far down. There it is. Okay. So he said this. And uh, their language, it is English, but they speak sometimes different phrases than we do. But he says, by solving the simultaneous equations, what he's saying is, by doing these things, the solution is that the prayer warrior is more effective than the activist. In other words, a prayer, a person of prayer, and what he's getting at is, 
finding supernatural and spiritual solutions is more effective than somebody who's just active. And it, he says this, and he gives eight things. And he says, basically, if you'll recognize these things and then take the appropriate steps, you will be more effective than somebody who's just active. And he says this, there are certain problems beyond man, but there is no problem beyond God. Man can hide from man. No man can hide from God. And that's not just the man himself. That's even the thoughts and the intentions of our heart, right? He can see it all. Security agents can, can be compromised. God cannot be compromised. His holiness is non-negotiable. Man can sponsor evil. God cannot sponsor evil. So what he's saying is that you need to realize that it's the supernatural answer and the supernatural source that makes the difference, not the physical source, not the physical solution, not all of your work, not how smart you are. It is the supernatural source. And in God, we find those supernatural solutions. Outside of God, we don't find them. Uh, the Lord says uh, over in the New Testament, he says this, to set your eyes on the things above, not on the things below. In other words, set your eyes on supernatural things, on spiritual things, not on fleshly things. And then it, then it goes on to say that the things that you see are temporary or temporal, but his things are eternal. Right. In other words, I can't tell you how many times that I've had a plan and I go to you know, work out that plan and all of a sudden it falls to pieces. Why? Because it's based on temporary wisdom, temporary person, temporary action and temporary things. You leave all of this stuff for a few years. You don't maintain it. This will fall into the ground because it's temporal. It's in a corrupted wor world. It's temporal. But everything that God does is eternal. If you want to do things that work, if you want to do things that last, if you want to do things uh, that actually bring about solutions in your life and they bring no hardship, uh, no um, after effects, right? No hangovers of, of, of a sort, right? You want to do those things, then you have to do God's way. And but and, and isn't that beautiful? Because if we do it God's way, all of a sudden we get the greatest of all things. So a lot of times we're going through the earth trying to do these things that the world has taught us, the school has taught us, our parents have taught us, not realizing that the majority of things that we have been taught were all based on temporary, temporal things. But God is eternal and his ways are eternal and his things work. They work and they work for eternity and they're good and they're a blessing. And not only that, but you get rewarded for them. But you don't find those things by staying busy in the world. You find those things and hear those things. By entering into the secret place, being still and knowing that he is God, being still in him. 
So again, I told you earlier in the week, there's so many times where I've gone to spend time with the Lord and I'm thinking in my logical brain, I don't have time for this. I've got this and this and this and this and this and this to do. But what I've come to the conclusion is when you start to understand how this, 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 and this is temporal and that's a temporary solution, I don't have time not to be with God because he'll show me how to solve all those things in an instant. He'll show them how, how to do it and it'll work. I just need to rely on him and all of a sudden the things will work for me, right? Be still and know, be still and intim, uh, enter intimacy with God. Be still and see the proof that God is almighty God. Be still and know. He says, I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. Then John 17, 3 says, this is the eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Daniel eleven thirty two, and the last part of that verse, but people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. People that stay in the steel place, the secret place. They give God an offering of their time. They will be strong and do exploits. They will be strong and do exploits. I'm just thinking about, um, right now I'm thinking about how once Nicole and I started to go after the Lord, all of a sudden we, I mean, it was a, it was a uh, difference. It was a marked Difference After we started following the things of the Lord, in other words, we started applying spiritual rules and principles in our life, godly rules and principles. All of a sudden, there was a marked difference. And where we have been like blessing every now and then, all of a sudden it was like blessing all the time. You know, and they just they just piled up blessing, blessing, blessing. And then the blessings piled up like that. Right. And so this was this was so important because once the blessings started to pile up, then it was like, oh, that's cool. Now, we've been living in that for quite some time. Right. We've been living in the blessing for quite some time. But one of the things that's so very important is this, is that I'm thinking now what would happen what would happen if we stayed in the blessing and we actually followed all of these rules all the time? Do I need something? Oh, okay. What would happen if I followed all of these rules all the time? Because I can tell you that we have not stayed in the secret place for all that time. And yet we've had a multitude of blessings. So what I'm getting at is what if we lived there? What if we lived in that place because we just started applying what we know, but we didn't even know the importance of being still and knowing like we do today. What if we stayed there all the time and we made that our first priority of every day? What, what would be available? Oh, man. Because I'm looking back at the history going just when we started to apply as principles of the blessing started piling up. What does that mean? We're talking about full to overflow so much so that you can't hold it in. Aren't there verses that talk like that? We're talking about man. So I know a lot of people that they look at our life now and they go, wow, you're so blessed. Right. And that's what they think. I'm thinking we're just scratching the surface. We're just getting going. 
We're just getting going. You're just, you're just weighing it in comparison to where you've been. But I'm looking at it, weighing it in comparison of the, the fullness that I see in here. I'm thinking, man, it, it, there's just no limit to it. Oh, this is going to be awesome. Isn't this going to be good as we step into this? Man. And so uh, Isaiah 40, 31 Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Hebrews 4, 9. So there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works as God did from his. Verse 11, Therefore, let us be diligent to enter that rest so that no one will fall through the following the same example of disobedience, of unbelief and hardness of heart as that disobedience is talking of. So in other words, when we enter into the rest of God and we enter into that place, we enter into a place where we don't have to fall anymore where the life of God starts to flow and it's abundant. It's not just flowing in us, it's overflowing us and out into other people. We start entering into that place and, and we can become the disher outers, right? We can dish out the glory. We can dish out the blessing. We can dish out the healing. We can dish out the power of God. And, and it's so fun to work with God like that. And the Lord is looking for people so that he can show himself strong on their behalf. He's looking for people like this. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 6. One of my favorites. In the secret place, in being still and knowing that I am God, is also the place where the glory of God starts to get on us, where the glory gets on us. It's in that place where all of a sudden supernatural changes can, and you walk in one way, and you walk out somebody totally different. You walk in one way, and you walk out totally different. Totally different. Blessed. Favored. Anointed. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled 
at the voice of him who called out while the temple was filling with smoke. Now, where is Isaiah in this moment? He's being still. He's in the secret place. It's him in the presence of God. And right now, all of a sudden, he starts to see a vision. He starts to see the things of God. Glory to God. All of a sudden, the glory starts coming in. The glory starts manifesting in, in this place. This is supernatural. This is spiritual. And, and instantly, along with the glory, comes an understanding by Isaiah. I'm not holy. I'm not where I need to be. Lord, I'm not holy. I'm, I'm not where I need to be, Lord. I'm not where I need to be. Now you're coming in. Now you're, you're coming in. And he knows. Remember, in, that, in the priest, the temple, they, they go into the Holy of Holies. They're not right. They're dead. Why? Not because God wants them dead, but because they brought something unclean into a consuming fire and it got consumed and it takes them out. Because the holiness of God is not something to play with in a sense of irreverence. It is something that is awesome and glorious and but now the glory is coming in and here comes this holiness. And, and this is what we've been preparing for for 40 days now, right? Is, Lord, for you to come in and change the place. For you to come in and change the place. To change us. But all of a sudden when the Lord starts running in, he starts coming in and the glory starts filling the place. The glory is a, a beautiful, wonderful thing. But he starts realizing the presence of God is here. He's holy. He starts feeling the holiness of the Lord. And instantly the holiness of the Lord makes you not feel holy if you've got any sin in your life. All of a sudden, the real presence of God. You know, people, a lot of times they talk about the presence of God. And I don't think that they actually get in the presence of God. They just go by it. You know, they come near to it. And, and, they, and they'll receive a breath uh, you know, like an essence of where God was a few minutes ago. But a lot of times, if you come into the presence of God, it's like people are out, right? He starts feeling this presence of God. He starts feeling this. And, and his next words say, look, I am not right. I'm not, I'm, I am done. I'm, I'm going, I am finished. You know, in today's language, we would say, I'm done. I'm cooked. I'm, I'm, it's over. I'm about to die. That's what he's saying. And so look what he says. He says, then I said, woe is me for I am ruined because I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Many times, this is what keeps people out of the secret place of being still and knowing. Because they realize, I'm a human, I've got issues, I've got problems. They, they realize that I've missed it. I can tell you from experience, I've had times 
where I'm like, I don't even want to talk to you, not because you're not loving, uh, not because you don't love me, but because I feel so dirty. I, I just, I know I messed up. I don't even want to talk to you. So hold, hold your place there and go, uh, go on over to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, and we'll read 14 through 16. You see, it's at that moment when you feel like that, that more than ever do you need to press in to the secret place of God. Because right then is when you need it more than ever. And listen, although in the Old Testament, they couldn't just go into the Holy of Holies. Today, we can go right there by the blood of Christ and I'm going to show that to you in the Word. Right here it says, look, we, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. You remember, this is the end of the chapter talking about the rest of God. He just got finished talking about entering into the rest. And he tells you, therefore, you enter into the rest, enter into that place, enter into the place where you will find spiritual help, not temporal help, spiritual help. There's so many programs earlier this morning, Corey and I were talking about programs. The world, churches, they come up with programs. We don't need another stinking program. We need the supernatural touch of God. We need the power of God. We need the glory of God. We don't need a temporal solution. We need an eternal solution. One that will arrest the problem inside of us, handcuff it, break its bondage, and cast it out of us. We need something real, supernatural. That's the glory of God. That's the power of God. And it's only found in His presence, through His Word. In being still. And so he tells us, look, fight the good fight of faith. And we find out that the fight of faith is to enter into the rest. Stop relying on your own ability and potential. And rest in him, in his ability and his potential. And then he's, when he gets done talking about rest, he says this. Because of this, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens... Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Our confession of faith that He is our Savior. And what has He done? He's brought us to eternal life. In that scripture we just read a few minutes, John 17, 3. This is eternal life, that we may know Him and be intimate with Him. In other words, don't give up on what you've received in Christ because you're feeling like junk. Don't, because you start coming into the place of the Lord and all of a sudden you're not feeling holy. Look, absolutely, check yourself. Get reverent. Don't mix the common and the, uh, the common, which is profane. Don't mix the holy and profane willingly, but at the same time, let's therefore, because Jesus has passed through, Hang on to your confession. In other words, hang on to, yes, He's my Savior and I am, I am in a place to know God, to be around Him intimately because of the eternal life that Jesus has given me. 
Therefore, since we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one, a high priest, Jesus, who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. In other words, he knows how to win. He knows what to do. He knows how to help you in your situation. And because of that, therefore, let us draw near with confidence. The King James says, with boldness to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So it's at that moment when you feel like drawing away the most that we actually need to press in with confidence and boldness into the mercy of God by Jesus Christ, the great high priest, because his blood paid the way for you to step into the secret place, for you to step into being still and knowing. It's at that moment, especially at that moment, that we press in. Even in the Old Testament, now go back to Isaiah. He says, woe is me for I'm ruined because I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Now listen, he's right to judge himself in this moment. In other words, uh, having access into the secret place of God does not give us a right to dishonor God, to dishonor His holiness. Yeah, I know I'm a mess. I'm going to walk in here and talk with God. Are you kidding me? We're talking about God Almighty. He is holy. Priests died because they didn't have their stuff covered. Right. Uh-uh, this is not how it, he's still the same holy God. He's still the same consuming fire. You don't dishonor him, but you say in all humility, look, I can't go in here, but by Jesus, but because of Jesus, Lord, help me. And you will boldly approach in faith, in his approaching by faith in his love and in his mercy, in humility. And then all of a sudden, in humility, you will step into the place. And all of a sudden, now the glory and the grace of God will start to lift you up. Even in the Old Testament, he gives us this example because when Isaiah gets humble and he's like, oh, Lord, woe is me. I am ruined. Why? Because he knew he was humbling himself. He was saying, I can't be here. I, I know I'm done. And the Lord, he gave us a snapshot, a type and a shadow of the glory and the grace that was to come. And all of a sudden at that moment, even in the Old Testament, the Lord says, no, son, I'm helping you. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, look, this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is forgiven. Any one of us that enters into the secret place 
with the same humility, we'll find that God will respond the same way. We can come in with a mess knowing that we're a mess, but we need your help. We can't do this without you. And all of a sudden, the glory of God starts to roll in. We feel it even more. But now, because of Jesus, our high priest, we can step into that place. And he's saying, whatever you got on you, when you come to me in humility, I will take my glory. I will take my fire. I will take my holiness, and I will make you holy. I will touch you and make you holy, and I will prepare you. To be in my presence so that you might be empowered and given the glory of God and given the holiness of God. To be given the supernatural, the eternal solutions. To be given the things, the answers that you need. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Now, just a second ago, Isaiah's shrinking back. I'm about to die. I'm about to die. I'm undone. I am about to die. I am ruined. And now, just a minute later, in the presence of God, by his love, the Father says, who shall I send? Who shall go for us? Isaiah steps up with the boldness of the Lord and says, here I am. Send me. Send me. Within seconds, it appears, with the shortest of period of time, all of a sudden, he went from being this man who's about dead to standing in front of God. You know, who sees through everything. In other words, had he been lying, burnt right there. Who God who sees through. The holiness is there. The glory of God is filling the place. All of a sudden, now Isaiah stands up in boldness and says, Here I am, send me. You see, the solution came on him. The eternal came on him. The glory of God came on him because he had help. He said, go and tell this people. Keep on listening, but do not perceive. Keep on looking, but do not understand. And he gives them directives. He says, yeah, yeah, Isaiah, go. Be empowered. There's things in our individual life that need the empowerment of the glory of God right now. There's also things in this church. This church needs the empowerment and the glory of God right now so that we can go as God sends us. That's where we've turned to. We've been prepared and prepared and prepared. And now this week is a marker where we step in and all of a sudden the glory starts to roll into this church. And, and we realize, wow, by ourselves, we're nothing. We can't make it. We're done. But that's why God's showing up. So that he can come and touch and make us ready, holy, acceptable unto God. So that we can live out our living, reasonable sacrifice, our service of worship. So let's enter the holy place today. Father, we just, we ask, and this is what I want your prayers to be today.
I want our prayers to be focused and agreed on this. Lord, show Boomerang and its people and its partners your glory. Show Boomerang and its people, its members, attenders, and partners. Show us your glory. Roll in your glory, Lord. Roll in your glory. Bones of Roca de May. Eat and under Dukla Clunima Sebete. Ancho Cote Coramasa Tarayata Carabasi. Tanda da Carabosi Blotene. Rota da Mocoroba. Pori Matia Terramatama. Eat and in the day Colota de Mosabe. De Bodocudumase. Samlo Cotisa, Saha Tremekere, Denemos Otramos Robotor Catanititi, Sekremos Otromo, Andramoso. All, for the most part, the larger purpose, all of these 40 days of prayer and fasting has been leading up to this cry. Lord, show us your glory. Send your fire. Release your anointing and your gifts in this place like we've never seen before. And it'll flow over into the people. Make it your heart's cry. Be intentional. Attach your faith to the strings of compassion and passion in your heart to cry for the glory and the fire. Send the cord of Masariate. Bend the cord of Mosabatarabasa. Say the Ganamasa de de Pusso Brapatana. Pufra. Oh, Treme. Oh, to the corn, Yaoconi. Manze ore Morozzi, store me a carrier. Hello, Kinjisto. Hello, Sakedo Rambo. Bandilu do Maracariace. Heads to Rod, the Rotor and in the Ronde de Dina. Dan de Glote. Dan de Glotene. Handy Glotene Ace. Oh, Repetia Carabasa de Didi. Yea, on your yo yo see. Hori Matarica and the Mosi Bill Londro comandini, nado corubos.
No, leave it off. Jesus, we just want you, Father, Holy Spirit, we just want you, nothing else.
in Exodus chapter 33 verse 9 whenever Moses entered the tent the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent and the Lord would speak to Moses this is the secret place the steel place the place where you know God. When all the people saw the pillar of the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would arise and worship each at his tent. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, just as a man speaks to his friend when Moses returned to the camp, his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. Joshua was hungry and obedient. Verse 12, Then Moses said to the Lord, Moses said it, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you yourself have not let me know whom you will send with me. Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. So Moses was saying back to the Lord what the Lord had said to him, and the Lord had said, I've known you by name, Moses, and you have found favor in my sight. Moses prayed, Now therefore I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you so that I may find favor in your sight. Consider too, that this nation is your people. And he said, so Moses is saying, Lord, show us your ways. Have your way in this place. Show us your way in boomerang. Lord, if we found favor in your sight, show us your ways in this place. Let everything we've done up till now, just be the beginnings of the greatest of things. Show us your ways in this place. And the Father said, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. See the connection? I will give you rest. Lord, let us rest in your presence. May your presence go with us. And we say it like Moses said in verse 15. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not lead us from here. Do not lead us up from here. 
Father, if your presence and your ways don't show up in this place, in the name of Jesus, shut it down. Don't let us go any further. But Father, we desire your ways. Show us your ways. Give us your presence. Verse 18, then Moses said, I pray you, Lord, show me your glory. I'm saying that today, Lord. Show me your glory. Show us your glory, Lord. Show us your glory. Send your fire. Show us your glory. Send your fire. Show us your glory, Lord. 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 Send your fire. Send your fire. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Show us your ways. May your presence go with us. The Lord is not a respect to a person. Behold, there is a place by me in verse 21, and you shall stand there on the rock, on Jesus, and through Jesus, we will see your glory. And it will come about while my glory is passing by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand until I pass by. Lord, today, because of Jesus, it's not just a passing glory, but a glory that remains. You're not a respecter of persons. Lord, we cry out with the passion of our heart and faith to receive it. Show us your ways. Give us your presence. Show us your glory here in Boomerang. If it's not here, we don't want to go anywhere else. We don't want to go from this place without you. Father, show us your glory. And in the name of Jesus, on the rock, we stand in faith to see a glory. And your glory will rise from glory to glory to glory to glory. We ask for your glory to show up tonight at Kickstart, for your presence and your ways to flood this place. We thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Thank you for joining with us. If you want to give, you're welcome to. Click the link, give in the basket. We call it blessed, be multiplied. Thank you. We love you. Have a great day. You may stay. You may go. You're dismissed. Sick of